If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Your show is better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, and now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the weirdo alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And we also have uh, returned from sabbatical, Stacy Deloach, everyone. Yay! The man with many questions. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Dr. Scott WM, or at what? Stacy Deloach. What's yeah, your Twitter? Hey, you. Huh? I, I did away with Twitter. What? Oh, you did Sorry. away with Twitter. Okay. Yep. Okay. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. And maybe we can get Stacy a book on uh, mic technique. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. <laughs> Quit doing that. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, asshole, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Jesus. Well, that <laughs> oh was a God. cluster. Anyway, hey, don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com for all of your Amazon needs. And uh, tweakedaudio.com still offers the best earbuds for the money uh, uh, on the Internet and the best customer service anywhere. And if you use offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, you get 33% off your order. You can't beat that. Check out Rody R-O-A-D-I-E dot drsteve.com, or you can just go to drsteve.com, and there's a link there, or stuff.drsteve.com for the Rody robotic a guitar tuner. If you know someone that has a guitar or a bass, you want to get them a roadie. I am just telling you. Have you, have you seen? The, have you heard us talking about? I've heard this you thing? talk about, it, but I've not seen it yet. It's nuts. Look at this thing. I've, I've, we've already done this on the show once, but let me. Um, here it is. Can you turn it on? Okay, and then I'm going to tune my bass. So I have a roadie bass. Let's get this thing up here. This is fascinating from a radio perspective but it's just so cool yeah watch how i do this yeah no but they can hear it look here look here scott (laughs) okay and i just pluck it and it tunes it Uh oh (laughs) it must have been tuned up no it's oh there it goes okay there you go so no it's very precise So I'll do one more string and then I'll quit.
I might cut this out of here. <laughs> I think it, oh, there it goes. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, it really is cool. And I, what it is is the battery is low. I need to, I haven't charged the battery. This battery has lasted two months. No way. But you can do it right. in the middle of a gig. Just hold the thing on there, and it'll just tune it up while you're going, and you don't even have to listen to it or hear it or anything. It just takes away guitar ticks, Jeb. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Anyway, so you can check that out at stuff.drsteve.com. And then if you want to lose weight with me, I'm back on track. Noom, N-O-O-M, drsteve.com. It's a psychology program. It'll get you two weeks free, plus 20% off if you decide to do it. It's not that expensive. It's just a three-month program. And it really changed my life. It changed my relationship with food. And uh, don't forget Dr. Scott's website. It's simplyherbals.net. All right. Very good. Hello, Stacy. Good to have you in the studio, man. Thank you very much. Been Mike. a little while. It has. Glad to see both of y'all. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, Stacy brought me a nerd thing that we were going to use on the air today, and I couldn't figure it out. It's a, a software-defined radio. And it's just this little box that you plug into your USB port, and it'll go from, like, uh, 100 hertz up to, like, two gigahertz, 2 gigahertz or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. It covers the entire band spectrum. So you can listen to AM, FM, then ham radio stuff. You can listen to police, fire, um, uh, aircraft. Aircraft. You can listen to private band radios as long as they're not encrypted. Right. You probably listen to some moon stuff and satellite crap yeah. too you can get the, i mean yeah because it goes up into the gigahertz yeah. so yeah for, it's pretty amazing for, for 39 dollars. but it, the only thing i could get it to do was repeat back what we were doing well that's what was interesting anyways you so. think that was interesting <laughs> i didn't find it interesting at all it was pretty you know scott was like, annoying annoying it's nerd stuff and it's like <laughs> all right so yeah, so this is what I could get it to do, and it's pretty neat. Um, uh, I wish you all could see it. It's got a great what we call waterfall display on it, but it's waterfalling my voice, and that's not what I wanted it to do. <laughs> so I have to figure out how to make that actually do the radio. But anyway, thank you for bringing that. That's very cool. Been doing a lot of ham radio stuff lately. Right, uh, Foxtrot Tango Eight is my uh, <laughs> the mode that I enjoy right now. It's a computerized mode; I don't have to talk to anybody. I am trying to get my system to recognize that. There's still some skill involved. Okay, in that you got to be in the, well, you got to be in the right place at the right time, but also uh, figuring out what transmit and receive frequency that you you should be using to optimize your ability to get that rare country, you know, right bagged in your. Uh, in, oh, in your Jesus, log, I just realized this is just. <laughs> well, you said it's going to be a only, geek show. Only a ham radio operator would have any interest in this whatsoever. I'm just thinking about it as like you know, all I'm three thinking, people. I'm pretending that Tacey's sitting there, and I'm talking about you know, bagging these rare countries to put in my logbook. But that's just really all you're doing. And then it's it's cool because then they put it in theirs, and then you get a little star next to it that says that you know that you, was a confirmed. You've been bagged. It was a confirmed contact. I look at like getting a star on the refrigerator. I did good. Yeah, that's really what it is. <laughs> and now that you know what, go f everybody. I'm going to throw all my ham radio <laughs> stuff away. It's stupid. I just realized it's stupid. I'm just afraid of of anybody that's driving down the interstate in the middle of the night listening to the show. They're going to start having. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you wait till I, you start answering your questions. I am not going to answer thing. anything about a ham radio because I don't know anything. Well, about no, it. I mean you have some questions to answer. We'll oh. see if they're any more entertaining. Yeah. One would assume not. 
Wow. Uh, and while you're answering this question, I'm going to be calling. Oh, you know what? Oh. Um, okay. I'm going to have to um, uh, put put this show on hold just for a second. Those of you at home won't notice anything. It'll be like you had a colonoscopy and they told you to count back to 10 and then you open your eyes and it's over. That have been where we'll be farting a whole lot during but the show? We have to, um, uh, <laughs> no, they use nitrogen now. It doesn't even work. You know, I had my colonoscopy last time and I was going to take a flatus flute with me and cram right. it up there and then just have a blast recording it. Of course, now that it, I say it out loud, it sounds just <laughs> as stupid as the ham radio, but, uh, and record it and, uh, you know, for the show. Right. I, I figured I could get a good 30 second, you know, flatus flute whistle, which by the way, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, it's a whistling butt plug and the artwork is done by, uh, not son of Sam, son of Fritz. And, uh, the guy is, uh, uh on Twitter is Dan tech one. Um, just go to flatusflute.com. You can check it out. But anyway, I figured a good 30-second toot on that thing. Right. But they use nitrogen. It's all absorbed and nothing. Nothing. Not the first <laughs> hint of flatus uh, you know, emerged from my rectum because it was all gone. Absorbed right back into your body. Yeah, right as soon as they finished, it was done. And so I was disappointing. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I told my colonoscopist that I was uh, next time I want air or carbon dioxide. So he's walking around carrying a butt plug with nothing to do with it. Because exactly. the first time I had one of those and they pumped up my colon, they pumped it up like a dang balloon, right? It was tight. I could tell. You could feel it. Oh, wow. And when I got out of there, I've told this story before, I went to the bathroom and just thunderous flatus coming right. out, of, you know, it, and it just went on and on and on. And I, there were conversations on the other side of the wall that I heard they they stopped. You right. know, people were over there talking. They just stopped. And then, you know, the nurse was pretty hot. And I just stuck my head out of the door after I just farted up a storm. You know, and it's, I, of course, she heard every bit of it. I mean, you, it was shaking the walls. And I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? You know, anyway. She found it funny. Thank it's work-related. She, she had a sense of humor. Anyway, uh, so we'll uh, be right back because we're going to get a guest on the phone who's going to talk to us about lucid dreaming. Okay. All right, and we're back. Uh, um, hopefully that was painless for everyone since it was instantaneous as far as the listeners were concerned. We have Adam on the line, and Adam is calling about uh, some lucid dreaming, which I'm always interested in talking to people about. So, Adam, tell us your story. And... Uh, uh, I know you emailed me, but, uh, you know, the listeners haven't read your email, so just sort of give them the Reader's Digest version. Sure. Um, after listening to your show and then listening to a couple other shows talking about it, I thought I would try and see if I could do it. Um, I don't know that I've been real successful, but... Uh, I, Click. I think you would talk about <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Try harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, where you, you know, you pick one thing as like an indicator that tells you that you're in a dream. Yes. And one of the indicators for me is, is if I find myself in my hometown over the phone booth at the end of the block and it's been, it's been gone for years. Uh, and if it's there, I know I'm dreaming. Okay. Isn't that strange? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I'm dreaming if I see people ice skating on linoleum, but it doesn't help me to be in control of it. You know what I mean? Right. 
another thing, and I, and I mentioned in my email, is that I'm an amateur photographer. And I told myself once, you know, an indicator that you're dreaming would be is you could take a picture of something Ooh. with a camera and with a modern camera. Ooh. And you could try to look back at it on your camera screen. And if it's not there, then you're dreaming. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, that would be really cool. And I got it to work in a couple of dreams, but my brain outsmarted me in the dreams. I would look down and I would have a camera in my hand and I would pick it up to take a photograph of something to test to see if I was sleeping and the camera was broken. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. And so I couldn't get it to work, but I knew, but that was enough to make me know that I was dreaming. Why is this so effing hard? I mean, why does our brain... I make it i don't know but it's yeah it drives me crazy another thing that i've been successful i'm sorry no go ahead go ahead another thing another thing i've been successful at is is time boring time travel like i'll go back to when i was a kid or something it's nothing exciting yeah but i i find like if i see that phone booth i have the ability to like grab somebody in the dream and say hey I'm from the future, and I'm going to explain to you things, <laughs> and and you know, and then they'll just look at you like you're insane. But it's 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 hard to explain. But like, I'll, I'll take them to buildings and stuff that that I was never in when I was a kid, yeah. and say, now we're going to go around the corner, and this is going to be here, and and it always is. But I, I think my brain is just constructing it out of memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't really done anything interesting. Like I said, I think I'm getting there, but I don't think I've done anything really cool with it. Well, it's still cool, though. I mean, I I love talking about it because it it fascinates me. It's like uh, there's this whole world inside our heads that we if we could just explore it, but we're at the mercy of whatever uh, the operating system is, and it just says no. You know what? You're not going to dream about having intercourse with you know a hot you know whatever brunette i'm <laughs> paris is going to be in your backyard and not paris hilton you know right. and then you're right. gonna and you're gonna wonder well how come i had to get on a plane to go there when it's been in my backyard all this time and all this stupid shit and why can you've talked about this a, a lot and and one of the things is like It'll turn nonsensical for me, and that's when I lose control of anything, and the dream just goes off the rails. Yeah. And it'll be something really dumb that makes no sense. Like, I'll be typing on a computer with a piano key, (laughs) you know, and all of a sudden my brain will go, well, that doesn't make any sense. You can't use a computer with a piano, you fool. And then, and then the next thing you know, there's there's like a train in my front yard, yeah. and you know, and the dream is just it's it's right. It, any semblance of trying to control it is gone. But and the but the train in your front yard is just like normal though. It's not like whoa, there's a damn train in my right. Front yard. You don't yeah, you don't go. Well, that's silly. There's never been a train in my yard right. before. You just your brain just goes, oh yeah, there's a train in the yard. It's so crazy. <laughs> I um uh, I've one had, thing I yeah, wanted go ahead. to ask you. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you Sorry, go. You I, go. I, we have a little delay. One thing okay. I really wanted to ask you about is how, like, uh, there's a speed bump by my house, and cars always, you know, like if they go over it, and they, if there's a truck, there'll be like a bang. Yeah. And how does your brain incorporate that into the dream? <laughs> because I've always been curious about that. You'll hear a bang, and in a dream, it'll be like someone banging on a door or maybe a bomb going off or yep. something. But in order for that to work, how did your brain know that that was going to happen? Because the mm-hmm. setup would have had to have happened 
before the noise. Correct. Or do you just think it did? That, that's my hypothesis, is that uh, you're a little bit unstuck in time when you're dreaming. I know that I've had dreams that seem like they went on for hours, and then I wake up and it's only been a couple of minutes, and vice versa. Where, you know, I thought I was only asleep for a few minutes and, you know, it was hours. I guess that would be the, you know, the converse. I didn't have to go through the whole thing. But anyway, you, um, uh, I, I, I've had the same exact question that something will be said in my dream, uh, in the real world. It's incorporated in my dream, but there had to have been some retro, retroactive uh, uh, setup for that to have made sense at the moment. And then I realize none of it makes sense. So the brain can just make you think, yes, I set all this up before. Or did the brain know that you've heard this and is constructing, and the, it. is constructing the dream around this phrase? Yeah. As that, this phrase is the theme of your dream. But what he's saying is, is you know, there had there, it fit into the dream. So there right. had to be some, um, some groundwork laid. Right. For this thing to fit right. in there, except it happened right then, and there's no way the brain could have known that. So that tells you right there that the brain is effing with you, and it's playing with time, and it's <laughs> it's getting you to say, yeah, that, you know, the, all this setup was really there. But just think how fast your brain has to process yeah. with everything else it has, yeah. life support and everything else. Yeah, it's a massively but, parallel process. Right. That's the thing. Each each. Each um, operation is very slow because they're chemical operations, but the net total is very fast as far as the kind of processing that we see where we're, you know, I'm looking at that poster of Vic Henley and all of these things are coming to mind. You know, comedy, I can read it without translating it. I know what colors those things are. Oh, there's Cliff uh, Andrews. There's James. You know, I think of the memories I had with Vic before he died. All that stuff is in my head. And it's it's just buried in there somewhere. Right. Now, I may not think about Vic again until I see this poster two weeks from now. But where the hell does that shit reside? It's all in there. And it's all chemically stored. It's, it's not like it's, it's not like it's a hard drive yeah. that it could pull the data from. It has to have the chemical reactions in order to reproduce these thoughts. There may be some uh, hardware wiring where uh, the you know the the micro tendrils actually may change their configuration slightly, but it's not like we think about it. it's you know like the Babbage's a uh, different engine where you had to go in and change the dials and stuff. It's what was not the like thing that. That, that they've been experimenting? Poor Adam, with. he's now yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, stimulated yeah. this and oh, no. now yeah, here we, we go. We've already gone and run this thing out into the weeds, but <laughs> it's fascinating. Taking being able to store data like you do on a hard drive by storing yeah. it in DNA. Yeah, that's that's something they I've heard about for the last four or five years. Well, sure, DNA um, is. Oh, we're doing geek stuff again. No, 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 we're good. We're good. <laughs> when we read it right now, we're reading it in three, you know, uh, three-letter combinations. And the thing is, you don't have to read it that way. You could have an enzyme that reads it in four letters, you know, uh, and, you know, these codons could be four letters long. And so you could have a DNA that reads one way when you're reading it in three as three letter combinations and a different way when you read it as four letter combinations. Or maybe you start one one um, nucleotide farther in and now you've got a whole new thing. And there are some proteins that are made that way and they actually function, which is crazy. So no, look at me. I just built I mean, tug I mean the whole the whole thing <laughs> when you start thinking about it will drive you batty and right. just the whole concept of consciousness. 
where we are the universe. We grow out of, you know, into the universe and we are the universe's mechanism for regarding itself. But how does that even work? And that's why we have so much problem with mental illness, because we don't have a clue how the brain works. Why do we need sleep? Why do fish sleep? What do they need to right. need to do? What <laughs> memories are they processing? Is what are they dreaming about? One thing we would love to know. Really curious about. Yeah. How? Let's say that you have somebody that's like bilingual or knows multiple languages. Yes. When you talk to someone in a dream, what language do they speak? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, when I was um, fluent in Spanish in college, I would dream in Spanish. Uh, but that was because, you know, I was studying it, and so it was on my mind all the mm -hmm. time. Now, I don't know the yeah. answer to your question, Adam, but I'll tell you one thing that's fascinating about language that blows me away, that if you bring a kid up, kids' brains are very plastic when it comes to language. And if you bring a kid up in a household where there are six different speakers of six different languages, they will effortlessly, although they'll start off sounding like an, a dumbass, like all kids do because you know they don't they're they're learning organically rather than learning it from a book and um they but they will speak all six languages to each person they'll never speak spanish to the greek speaker or russian to the german speaker any of that stuff and i i had a friend who uh she had a kid in china she has five kids one of them was born in China. One was a little toddler when she was there. But the one that was born in China, after about two years, she thought that she was, you know, had a, a delay, you know, an intellectual delay because she didn't talk. She just babbled all the time. And when she took her to Chinese daycare, when she, well, of course, there they call it daycare, but she took it to daycare in China. <laughs> and... Um, uh, she said, this one is, I think she's delayed. She's, you know, seems like a, a nice enough kid, but she doesn't talk. And when she went to pick her up that day, they said, oh, no, she's talking. She's talking in Chinese. And my friend's Chinese oh. wasn't good enough to pick up baby talk Chinese, <laughs> but she had an au pair or, you know, a, right. a, 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 and and she would speak to her in Chinese all the time. She was picking that up preferentially. Um compared to her parents' language, which is fascinating. So that kid is completely fluent in, in uh, Mandarin. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is pretty cool. That's amazing. So uh, the human brain, I, you can ask me these questions. I have no answers, but I love to talk about it because it's fascinating. What is it? Well, that, and, no, and the, go ahead. The, the, uh, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, the hip, What's the one when, when you're going to sleep, the hypnopathy? Hypnagogic, yeah, hypnagogic episodes. Okay, yeah. Which, by the way, let me give you one like, of these. You'll have the ball coming at your face. Yes, yes. And, and that kind of thing. The one that happens to me, and it drives me nuts, is that I get it occasionally where it's like that feeling you get when you're walking and there's a step down. That yes, you didn't I get that see. too. Yep, and you go tunk. and 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 you just yeah, and you, and you almost kick yourself out of the bed. Yep, yep. Yeah, because your uh, whole body jerks yes, like you're you know. falling, just like six inches. I had I had one a couple of weeks ago. I was I don't know exactly. One of those weird things. I've been up all night on a salvage job and had been up and forever and decided to take a nap and woke up. I was pretty sure I was having convulsions, just shaking and just. 
That's hypnopompic. And just unbelievably happy for about 30 seconds. And I couldn't explain why. Well, that's, weird. that's a weird one. Yeah, well. <laughs> the time when that... I had my first hypnopompic episode, I've talked about on this show where I woke up and I could see my parents. I was sleeping in my parents' bedroom with my then wife and because uh, my parents were out of town. Just let me throw that in there. My parents weren't in there with us. And, but I opened, up, I opened up my eyes. I could see the whole room. I could see all the details on my mom's dresser and all this stuff. And there was this giant eyeball floating in space right next to the bed. Watching over you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I'm. This is real. I'm being, uh, you know, visited by some strange thing, and then it blinked, and I had like a convulsion. Right. I just my whole body shook like that, and then I woke up, and then I realized what was going on because when I woke up, actually woke up, it was completely black in that room. I, there was nothing. I couldn't see anything. I figured it was a film crew or something. No, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. But no, I I couldn't see anything. <laughs> And so all of those details that I saw when the eyeball was floating in the air next to me were all mapped in my brain. Right. You know? It it is amazing how you have the ability to reconstruct the room around you. Yes. You know, and the ones I have is where I'll constantly be, it's like I can't wake up. Yeah. I feel like there's somebody in the house and like an intruder yep. and I cannot wake up and I'm in my bed. But the, the question is, is am I sleeping? Am I dreaming this yes. or am I really All of trying to wake up and I can't? All of the above are true. What's happening is, is that when you uh, are in REM sleep, you, uh, there's a bunch of switches that have to be thrown. Okay. And the, one of the switches is, okay, we got to paralyze the body so that the person isn't running around, jumping around, doing things. And we have to uh, um, turn their consciousness off so that they can just be asleep. And there's other switches that have to be tossed. And if any of those don't get don't get thrown properly, weird things happen. So if you don't get the paralysis 100 percent, what you have is a somnambulist, somebody that sleepwalks. My wife does that, and my my oldest kid does that. Just walking around. Liam, you ever seen Paranormal Activity? Liam used to get out of bed and just stand over our bed and just stand there. Hmm. Like, dude, that's creepy as fuck. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) That would terrify me. No, it was terrifying. You're just standing there. Is there anything wrong with waking them up from that? No, nothing. You can wake them up. It's fine. And most of the time, you can just say, Liam, just go back to bed, and they just go back to bed. Tacy one time got up and was, I wish she were here. I don't think she'd mind me telling this story, but she got out of bed <laughs> and was getting ready to walk out of our hotel room with Son's uh, clothing, right? And she was just going to walk right out the hotel room. And I, thank God I woke up. And I, and I went, I said, stop. And she stopped. And I said, take six steps backward and she took six steps backward i said turn around and i was just guiding her and she did all these things it was like a like a zon or you know like a an automaton or something finally right. got her back to the bed and i just said get back in bed and go to sleep and uh that worked but anyway yeah i've always heard that you can't dream of your death uh, the, that's the, bullshit i've okay. dreamed that i died i fell okay. out of an airplane and i hit the ground and i died in that dream and I didn't die. I, I, I had a dream that I got shot and and I just I wouldn't die and there was this voice that kept just saying, Just die. <laughs> wow. You're 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 dying. Just shot you got shot, just die. Yeah. 
And but I never did. Have you ever been underwater and you say, I'm going to drown, and then you start breathing and go, wait a minute, I didn't know I could breathe underwater. Have you ever had that one, Scott? No. I not. don't. I've had dreams I could fly. Yeah. Uh, Until which, you have to, strange. and then you can't you fly anymore. I used to have those as, as a yeah. kid that I could just run and just jump and just glide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me so, too. Me too. I remember Anthea Cumia talking about dreaming as a about girls and stuff, but he, it was always it was they had to be tiny little girls. He wanted to pick them up and put them in his mouth, and that's all he wanted to do was just just hold them in his mouth, let them back out. I don't remember that one. Well, one thing I was going to tell Adam is when you feel like there's an intruder in your house. Um, uh, uh-huh. So oh, so we we got to the somnambulist, but we didn't talk about these sleep paralysis okay. episodes. So that's where you wake up, but you're still paralyzed, but you're still in REM state, but you're aware of the fact that you're awake. So this is what I'm going uh, If this happens to you a bunch, this is your gateway to true lucid dreaming. If you're a person that has hypnopompic okay. episodes, those you can control because you are completely uh, awake during that. So instead of an intruder, think of, um, you know, a late night booty call and see if you can't control that or something else that appeals to you. I, you know, I would think of, I, I, of Moog synthesizer. I think in a good indicator... <laughs> One thing I've noticed that's been a good indicator for those is, you know, you, you, you keep dreaming that you're waking up, but you can't wake up. Right. And, and the room is dark. Yep. And then you, when you really wake up, the sun is pouring in the room because, you know, it's eight or whatever, eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so you're like, oh. Or, that, or just the opposite for me. I'll dream that the, the, there's, the room is light. And then when I wake up, it's dark. So, um, so try that. Next time you have a hypnopopic episode... Uh, instead of being worried about an intruder in the house, see if you can't change it. Because the last time I had one, and this was the, absolutely the last time it ever happened to me, um, I said, I'm going to sit up. And I willed myself to f- sit up, except I didn't exert any any muscle force. I just kind of levitated up. And then when I looked over to uh-huh. the left, I saw a gurney. And I knew that that was because the Greys had brought it and they were going to take me to their ship. And I went, this is stupid. And boom, I just woke up. And I was laying back. I was laying down. I never did actually sit up. But you can control that. And that was fun for me. Once I realized what hypnopopic episodes were, I had a little bit of measure of control. But I don't have them often enough to be able to really use that as a laboratory. I can remember back in the 80s, you know, that was... It was some movie was based off of, but an out of body experience, and then there were a whole bunch of us, and everybody was just trying to see if you could have an yeah. out of body experience in your dream. So you're sitting, you're yeah. in the corner, looking down to see if you could see yourself in your dream. They did a study on people with near death experience in the operating room. What they did was they had all these people saying, I floated above my body and I could see them working on me. Yes. I was floating from the ceiling. So what these guys did that was brilliant was they took um, a uh, a light like our our um, clock up there. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, with the big lit up letters and they put a message on it. And if you were floating up there, you could see that it would be uh, totally obvious. And so the next like 20 times that people said they were they had this perception that they were floating they said did you see any you know any messages right anything like that and zero percent of people got it right you know it looks like with all the modern medicine Uh, especially the anesthesia nowadays that would be easy experiment to recreate yeah yeah yeah. well this wasn't that long ago yeah i'm gonna put something on profile and see what you can read yeah 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 exactly so 
This isn't really so much down the subject of what we're talking about, but uh, I had an, an episode recently where where I had eaten something. I, I won't name the place because I don't, you don't want to get yes, please don't. in trouble. But I'd eaten something or at a, the, or at the a guy, restaurant, which is fine. <laughs> and uh, and I had and in the dream I was nauseous. Mm. And when I woke up, I wasn't. And I thought, you know, and when you're coming from sleep to wake, yeah. usually like especially if you're sleeping and you're having a stomach flu or something, you're like, oh, this is going to suck. Yep. And when I woke up, it was gone. That's weird. I thought that was really odd. Yeah, that's a weird um, one. That's, the, um, that's the, almost opposite. What it, if you were to aspirate in your sleep? Yeah, no, yeah. Because your your rim is your, well, yeah. Because your rim is so deep that you don't wake up from it. Yeah, but that's the thing. We don't dream like that. There are uh, in in the science science fiction literature, there are aliens that when they sleep, you can't they can't be woken up, and they're very vulnerable. We had to be worried about saber toothed tigers coming in our cave and stuff, and so we, our brain sleeps with a metaphoric one eye open because you know if somebody calls your name or your beeper goes off, right? Most ninety nine percent of the time you'll wake up and be appropriate. Now there are certain points of the sleep cycle that if my beeper goes off, I have answered the phone and given orders and stuff. From what I understand. And they were totally appropriate, but I don't have any recollection of it. That's scary. What, what is it that when you wake up, and, and I've always assumed this is because you're being pulled out of a different state of REM sleep. Yeah. But where I'll have one, one some like, like maybe once or twice a month where I'll wake up and I am confused for, I don't know, I don't feel right for maybe, you know, like 20, 30 minutes. Hmm. Uh, you, you feel like you're still just kind of groggy. Uh, but you know, and, and it's always when you're coming out of like a really intense dream. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't experienced that one. But I know it's, if, just, it, it's just like someone yanked you out of it, and you're still confused. You don't know what's real and what's not. I mean, you're walking around, but you feel out of it. If you chase that one down the Google rabbit hole, it'll just tell you you have cancer. So I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what everything says. Uh, you've got cancer or HIV. Well, Adam, you stimulated hell thirty-one minutes of conversation, man. I'm I'm uh, glad that you uh, contacted me today, and it was really uh, I well, enjoyed thanks. it. I don't know if anybody else did, but we had fun. Scott had, didn't see you were awfully yeah. quiet during that. Scott, you don't have any the the hippie doesn't have anything to say about dream states and stuff. What the hell, dude? Well, I do, but I don't know. I didn't didn't think. I was having a hard time fitting into the conversation. I, I my, no, and I say that because I get, I get kind of like that, um, where I feel like I'm in a parallel world, so I can yeah. actually see myself doing Ooh. while I'm sleeping, almost exactly what I'm doing in the real this life, but with other people. It's really, the most bizarre thing. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a parallel universe, exactly. Like and you've done universe. this thing, right. and but you're seeing it, and it's the same thing, same thing different but it's people. with different people and, and stuff. It, That's weird. It's like you're literally a, a literally. I haven't heard exact of that. Exact same thing. It's the most bizarre thing. I used to have real boring dreams if I was sick, like a fever dream, or if mm-hmm. I had a puke bug, I would have dreams that we were wrapping Christmas presents, and it would just go on and on and on, and then I'd wake up and puke. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just killing time. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Just terrible. They're boring dreams. I had one when I was little. <laughs> that it was Easter, and I got up when I was a kid, and and you know how you always thought the Easter bunny hit the eggs while you were asleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it was a terrifying nightmare because I got up and I had to go to the bathroom, and it was in my house, and I swear it was real, 
go to the bathroom and I come out and the Easter button is standing there, but he has fangs and he just says, go to bed. Oh, God. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and, and I, I asked my mom about it when I woke up. I said, why was the Easter bunny in our house? And yeah. she just said, you were drinking. Wow. But I would swear to this day that it was real. Hilarious. Well, you know, our I brains... I watching some scary movie. If our brains wanted to be more malicious, it could, it could throw nightmares at us every night. I always wonder why I don't yeah. have more nightmares than I do. Yeah. My nightmares these days consist of me murdering somebody and getting away with it and then and then everybody's treating me like I'm, you know, normal Dr. Steve, but I have this deep dark secret, you know. And that just really freaks me out. Dr. Dexter. And then I'll wake up and go, Thank God that was a dream or I'll dream that I, I think... smoked two packs of cigarettes and forgot right. that I oh God, I forgot I don't smoke anymore. Oh my God, this fuck yeah. It's, it's a, always good to my, wake mine, up and go, Thank two. God. Yes, yes I yeah. Go, Adam. So, what what are your two? I'll, I'll have uh, I'll have dreams that I need that I need help and I can't talk. Yes. Um, yeah. Like like you can't get the breath out of your lungs to say anything, and you're 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 just you know. And the other one is I'll have a dream where I've quit my job and I've sold my house and I decided I'm going to go do something else, and then I get there and I go, I really regret this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake I up and that's another back. thank God. My kid, my kid. Yeah. Um, dreams that he forgets to go to class. I dreamt that I forgot to go to class in college. What I dream now is that I had a patient in the hospital. I forgot to make rounds on him for two weeks. Mm-hmm. They've just been laying there. Scott, what else you Sa- got? The same thing. I, I used. To, I had it for years that I would come in on Monday mornings. I dreamed this on Sunday nights. I come in on Monday morning and have all of my exam rooms full, all the patients when they're still with needles in them, but they're all dead and they'd already turned to ashes. Oh, my God. Where I'd forgotten them on Friday. <laughs> you know, and I'm yelling in the middle of my dream, going, "All you had to fucking do was get up. <laughs> All you got to do is pull it. Down. You didn't have to die." Oh I'm yelling God. at these dead people. I'm like, right. "Oh man!" Yeah, that's a thank God I woke yeah. up. Bizarro question. Yeah. I started taking turmeric. Mm-hmm. Sure, just trying to get something else. You know, sugar levels and everything else. Wait, if this isn't dream related, I'm gonna let Adam go. It was great dreams. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great dreams for about four or five nights. Wow. And then I guess I got used to it or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, after that I didn't have it. Is but. there anything in traditional Chinese medicine that is related to dreams? In other words, something that maybe stimulates dreams? Because I would imagine particularly 4,000 years ago, that people would have been fascinated by this whole idea of this dichotomy between the waking and dreaming world. Yeah, and it starts with mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) It's true. No, different different types of mushrooms. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Psilocybin. They have psilocybin, mushroom. Oh, I guess they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and and so that that, uh, absolutely, you know, know, probably a lot of these experiments were done on prisoners and things like that that's kind of how a lot of acupuncture got started and a lot of herbal medicines really started, yeah. like four thousand years ago they had yeah. prisoners and oh yeah the emperor has been throwing them in. around for a long time yeah man. yeah and then people, they people experimented on oh yeah literally that's what they did i guess medical ethics wasn't really there was no ethics and that's then, that's yeah. when that's how they started doing autopsies and stuff we're on we're on prisoners that died yeah and the hell they didn't have any like well, we don't care. Michelangelo what... was uh, did autopsies. Yep. He he, you know, paid to get dead bodies mm-hmm. so that he could cut them up and see what was going on inside, mm-hmm. so he could better draw, um, uh, or and paint, you know, the human body. Yep. He well, wanted to know what was in there. Well, that's how the Chinese originally kind of decided how a lot of the organs in the in the flow of the organ systems. Hmm. So even though they didn't have 
obviously a lot of the science scientific techniques we have today they could at least kind of track you know run a tube down the, the mouth yeah. and winds up in the stomach and then goes to the colon and yeah. out the pooper well i guess it's all connected you know and that's something and that's why a lot of the stuff in chinese medicine is has relation organs have relationships that are unique to chinese medicine but not western medicine yeah you know like the spleen helping with digestion and is a big because it was right medicine. there right, right yeah right. interesting big difference interesting all right. Well, shit, probably ought to answer a couple of medical two, questions yeah. today. But Hey, Adam, well, thank th- you very much, man. That was good talking to you. I, I'll talk about dreams yes, anytime. Uh-oh. See you, Adam. I had fun. Thank you. All right, Have man. Have a good one, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Adam, everybody. Pretty, Yay. He's, he's a good failer. A good failer. I can't get this call to drop. There he goes. Okay, there goes Adam. All right. Very good. Um, don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. You, um, I'm still getting complaints that you don't have anything on there. No. They, yeah. Mm. People <laughs> it's costing really, me a fortune. People really want the nasal spray. Well, yeah. so my, my, my t- should my, we do something guy. different? Yeah. Do you want to – can you get the nasal spray? And then we'll just – hell, we'll just – promo it on the podcast and on our dr steve website yep. i'll be happy yep. to do that yeah and i just hate for them to have to contact you first when they could just come well they could just uh, no we could just do a link on our website uh, okay yeah that would just go straight to you yep we could do that yeah because we do have some in, in, at the office because your concern is what that the web well, I, the website costs a lot of money no 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 it's not that it's my dumb ass that's in charge of putting the nasal spray back on the website still hasn't done it yet oh dude it, it takes take two me, seconds. Take me literally two seconds know, to do I know, it. I know. I just Let's just do passwords. it on ours yeah. then. If you ha- so you have the product. Yeah, yeah, I have it. Yeah. Okay. So um, now is tis the season. Okay. You can smell my. Nose. Well, I got to be careful about it. I, oh. I, this isn't supposed to be an ad for that, but no. Uh, no, 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 I'll, no, I'll no. get on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, People no. can check. Go to drsteve.com if they want to check something out. All right. Let's. I've uh, got a question for Doctor Scott here. Oh, first thing though. Wait. First things first. Um, hey, this is Ace oh. from Oregon. Okay, oh, man. Dr. Steve. Hey, man. Hey, hang on just a second. I got to uh, do some business first. Give yourself a BL. <laughs> well, wrong one. Number one thing. There we go. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. There we go. How okay. are you? Hey, we're good, man. How are you? And I take it the lovely and talented Tacey and your family are doing as well. They are very well. Thank you very much. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, this question is actually for Dr. Scott. Okay. Uh, given the likelihood that the virus that caused COVID-19, the pandemic, likely originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. Allegedly. We'll just say that. Not suggesting anything nefarious in that regard. (laughs) Uh, However, could there be an alternative source, namely the role of the bat and the pangolin as being hosts for the virus, and the roles of these two creatures in the traditional Chinese medicine Apothecary. Oh, is anyway, that right? I'm curious, and uh, I'll take your answer off the air. Okay, thanks, man. So, uh, uh, the pangolin is there a role for that in traditional Chinese medicine? No. Okay. No. But there, but bat, yes, though, right or no? No, not here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe there, but yeah, and I can't speak to there. But I can tell you, as far as in the United States, we're really, really regulated. Yeah. On, on what we can, okay, we use as herbal medicines. For instance, what it still drives me crazy that we can't use. Um, um, Ephedra. Ephedra, yeah. Mawangep. Mawang Ephedra, which is, you know, it's very safe in low doses for asthma, but mm-hmm. those geniuses well, put a ton of it in there for weight loss and was making them ruined really it for everybody. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I get it. It's just like a lot of, you know, pain medicines. It can be wonderful for some people, but, you yeah. know. But anyway, um, so I, my answer is going to be no. 
um, because we are really, really regulated on what we do. And we yep. don't use rhinoceros horns, and we don't use... Oh, man, know, I had like, like five pounds in the trunk of the car. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, thanks, Dave. <laughs> but, you know, we do, but we still do use a lot of... Um, flying squirrel feces so you never know that is interesting <laughs> it's crazy that but no you're bats, regulated though, yeah. you can't use bats but you can use flying squirrel fecal as matter. long as it's dried i think it's okay <laughs> just dried yeah 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 okay another Who, fresh <laughs> whose job is it to collect it <laughs> not mine god what about i've been meaning to ask you this one apple cider vinegar yeah. is there any benefits to doing vinegar other than just trying to your respiratory, trying to breathe after you do it. I think if you'll mi- mix apple cider vinegar with garlic and okay. a little bit of honey, then you won't have any friends to you talk won't have to. Any friends, and you'll be you'll be virus free. There you go. Yes, okay, yes, whatever. Yeah. No, but I, I think I think certainly there there's there's a lot of research back and forth and arguments. You know, if I think if you do it in low doses, it's probably got some health benefits for sure. Like what? Um, it, it'll acidify your urine because you're taking in an acid, and your acid-base balance is very closely uh, maintained by the mm-hmm. body. So any ec- excess acid you take out in will go out in your urine, and there are some some um, kidney stones that will not form in the presence of an acidic urine. So that's one thing that I can think of. A lot of this other stuff sounds like horse hockey to me. Agreed. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's a lot, but but I'm saying, but they're saying, you know, some of the apple cider vinegars, if you have the mother in it, then maybe there is some some probiotics, some probiotics, um, some probiotic. So in other words, if it's rotten and not, or not pasteurized. Right. Non-pasteurized. If you're going to, listen, if you're going to do cultures and stuff, I wouldn't, I mean, apple Apple juice that ferments becomes apple wine. Mm-hmm. Apple cider vinegar that ferments. I don't know what the hell happens there, but it you know you're going pretty caustic. Know, it's acetic acid. <laughs> That's pretty caustic. And what happens? I don't know, but it can't be. I I can't imagine it's that great for you. But um, uh, you know, if you want to do a probiotic or something, go to culturesforhealth.com. Yeah. There's a lot of other great options. Dude, I'm making my own creme fraiche. I know that just sounds so snooty, but you know, if for the people who don't know what creme fraiche is, it's used in a lot of um, cooking, particularly French cooking. But it, it's a it's a milk product that when you add it to something, it won't break in the heat. It won't it won't separate, mm-hmm. and it's 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 like something between. Heavy cream and um, sour cream, buttermilk—it's in there, but it's way more kind of curdy. But it's but it's very—you um, can dip fruit in it, mm-hmm. and it would be good, right? Okay, which you wouldn't do with sour almost cream. like a really soft cheese kind of kind of yeah 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 well, almost, sort of yeah. sort of kind of like sort a brie of. kind of but it is cultured. Yeah. And uh, I've been making it. Um, you get a little packet of the stuff. You can use buttermilk too if you want to. Listen, you want to make your own creme fraiche. It's been a horse shit show as far as answering <laughs> questions so what the i'm gonna answer a question well, you didn't ask let's run in the weeds yeah i'm gonna a- answer a question you didn't ask you want to make creme fresh take um a quart or a half a quart which would be a pint right yeah pints pound the world around yeah so 16 ounces would be 32 ounces 16 to 32 ounces so for every 16 ounces of heavy whipping cream and it can be ultra pasteurized. Don't let the snobs tell you that it can't be. Mm-hmm. You uh, add two, uh, one tablespoon of buttermilk. This is one way to do it. And then you mix it up. And at room temperature, let it sit out for 24 hours. And when you see it thicken, you can just let it sit out as long as you want. It'll get thicker and thicker. Just put it in the refrigerator, and then you can use it. And you think, oh, it sounds like it's just going to make buttermilk. It doesn't. It makes creme fraiche. Now, 
Or you can go to Cultures for Life. They're not an advertiser. It's just a place that I go. And you get these little packets. You heat up the the, uh, heavy cream to 86 degrees in the uh, microwave. Good to have a thermometer to do that. You don't want hotter than that because it'll kill the bacteria. Right. And then uh, you mix it up, sit it out again for 12 to 24 hours, and then put it in the refrigerator. And this will change your life if you like to cook. I'm just telling you right now. Mm-hmm. Creme fraiche, if you don't know what it is, look it up. It is one of the greatest tools that you can have for making really rich things that are not, you know, um, too crazy. So when I make soup for Tasty, I'll put a couple of tablespoons in there, and it turns whatever soup I'm making into cream of whatever soup, you know. <laughs> so anyway, all right. <laughs> it's good, though. Kiss my ass. You know what they? You know what? You know what? You know what? Um, uh, buttermilk is translated into in French, don't you? No, garbage. Uh, creme fraiche. Oh, okay. Is it? Oh, no, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you're talking about people learning different. No, languages. this stuff is thick. Yeah. Go ahead. You're talking about people learning different languages. My father-in-law used to be amazed at children that were <clears throat> born in France. New speak French. Yeah, speak French. Yeah. They must be smart. <laughs> How'd they learn French? Yeah, they can talk they can talk that other language. I love it. All right, let's see here. Howdy. 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 I'm calling all the way from the greatest state in the union. Texas? Texas. Oh, anyway. Give myself one of these. Give yourself What's up with a benefit? We all know those are boner drugs. Uh, what is what's the danger in taking those and what is the like what is too much. How many milligrams should you not take? Cause it's- okay, so boner drugs. We only have a couple minutes left. Uh, we're talking, for for the purposes of this, we'll talk, you know, sildenafil, tadalafil, that's, you know, Cialis, Viagra, and that stuff. Um, these are drugs that they're called phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitors, and what they do is increase the amount of nitric oxide in your bloodstream and one of the benefits to nitric oxide is it will decrease your blood pressure but also it's a vasodilator so it'll open up blood flow to the penis when it's when it's requested and uh will give you a big meaty you know erection looking like a ballpark frank in a microwave that's not my line it's from some comedian but it's, it's very apt um, but give you a boner so so hard a cat can't scratch it. That's the other. That's sort of a Tennessee aphorism. Yep, yep. So uh, uh, now the down. Uh oh, that's Tacy. Well, let's put her on the air. I'll tell you what the downsides are. Ah, eh, just go look it up. Hang on a second. <laughs> Headaches. Tacy, you're on weird medicine. Let me tell you something. Yep. If, 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 if a valet asks you if you need help taking your stuff to a room, uh oh. Always yes. Always yes. Okay, because you got lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I ran around for 20 minutes trying to find my way around this place. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, excellent. <laughs> well, listen, we're just wrapping up. I'll call you in about five minutes. Okay, all right. Tacy, everybody. Tacy. <laughs> Full of wisdom and insight. So one time that she didn't just hang up when I said, hey, you're on weird medicine, because remember a year ago she used to call, she was out working, mm-hmm. and then she would call and somehow forget that we were always recording. 
on Wednesday at 3.30, and then she would get mad and hang up. But now she's been on the show for the last year. Yeah, she's a believer. And she, well, she's part of it now. So, And I miss having her here, to be honest with you. It's going to be a while before Tacey's going to be back on the show because of her new work schedule, because she's back out in the field. But anyway, uh, yeah, headaches, uh, changes in vision. It can change mm-hmm. uh, the way that the retina actually uh, gets its blood flow and can cause some problems. Um, uh, priapism. That's one where you get uh, an erection that won't go away. If you get an erection that lasts more than four hours, it becomes extremely painful and can cause some significant long-term problems mm-hmm. with your future erections. So you want to go straight to the emergency room if that happens. Yeah. And <clears throat> and then that's right. And um, the other thing is that if you're taking certain drugs... It can drop your blood pressure so much that it can decrease the blood flow to the heart and can cause some problems there. And those most of the time are going to be nitrates. Like if you're taking nitroglycerin for congestive heart failure or for uh, angina, you know, uh, heart pain. So, and what's the maximum dose? Whatever your provider, provider prescribes you. for you. <laughs> yes. Right. That's the maximum dose. Don't take more Not than what's that. in the bottle. And if you talk to them and you need a little bit more, that's fine. Talk to them about it, but let them drive that bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm about to say mine is 24 hours after taking one. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a heart attack. Really? <laughs> Why is my, that? I get, I mean, chest pump, my chest literally hurts. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. So yeah, I, as much as it would be fun to play with it, that stuff, it's I've tried it twice, and both times I was pretty sure. Well, then you would be a candidate for injecting Melprostadil <laughs> into your uh, penis instead yes. of... Uh, Let me think. Stab it with a needle? Yes. Now, you've tried the Muse thing yeah. before, right? Yeah. Did that work for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just the same. That's the same thing. It's just an expensive way of injecting Alprostadil into the base of your penis. Maybe we need to talk about this next time because I just threw that out there, and now people are going, what the hell? So we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next time. All right, I guess that'll do it for today. Stacy, you got anything else? No, not well, really. Okay, all right. Scott? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope everybody has a wonderful spring. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft. That Gould girl, Lois, Lewis Johnson, who just had a baby, by the way. Congratulations. Paul Ofcharsky, who's been uploading our SiriusXM shows uh, in Lewis's absence. Chowdy1008. Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, everyone. <laughs> uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts. She who owns Pigs and Snakes. Wait a minute. I need to do that a different way. Um, she. Okay. She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Casey's Wed T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Patty Seacups, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington, and, of course, Fez Watley, who's supported the show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your ass to get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.